Rodgers in the shotgun. Three receivers left, one to the right. Packers need at least seven yards to move the chains. Rodgers gets the snap. Blitz is on. Rodgers scrambles He's left, winds up. Rainbow. He's got Cobb at the 10 to the 5. Yes! To the end zone. Welcome to the Packer Force Podcast. I am your host, Elliot Sill, joined by two of the dumbest motherfuckers that I've had for fucking Matt. These dumb asses. Uh, Just, you know, fucking things should be and then they don't get it. Are you talking about your own two ass cheeks? Are those the two dumbest asses that you know? I'm talking about you, who made that joke. Yep. And Andrew. Uh, you have two asses on your butt. Listen, we're all sills. You can look us up. Like, please don't use this against us. It's <laughs> really bad. You know, when I become a pastor one day, I don't want this fucking <laughs> tape to come to light. Uh, but, you know, if it does, like, fuck it. I mean, we all <laughs> sit in a basement and drink wine and talk about the Packers while saying the F word. It all did happen. Oh, it's gonna, if you become a pastor, I will be out on the front steps with fucking tapes made of this. Cassette tapes. <laughs> Handing them out to the fucking... People who are going to say, folks. what do I do with this? Yeah. <laughs> cassette tapes. <laughs> all church people don't have cassette tapes. Actually, only 95% of church people have cassette tapes because people who go to church are fucking old. (laughs) That's true. Most of them still have grandmothers who have Buicks with cassette players. True. Anyway, this uh, is about the Packers. So let's transition from Grandma's Buick to fucking... Let's get this train back on the rails. I'm trying to think of what what the op the ulterior vehicle is to represent the Packers of late. The to to fucking cousin Vinny's Corvette. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. Um the ride has been fairly smooth for our Green Bay Packers these past couple of weeks. Um a victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's see if I can remember the score this week. I want to say it was thirty to sixteen. Yeah, almost doubled them. Tight. Was... I just want to say that Cousin Vinny is played by Joe Pesci, and I don't know if that's who we want to be. Cousin. Cousin. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of you a cool nailed cousin. It. You nailed it. <laughs> oh, man. I uh... drink all the way off. <laughs> oh, man. Cousin Blade. <laughs> let's get off. Let's get off. Cousin. <laughs> Sat on your cat. All right. Crushing the kitty. He's okay. Um, so the Packers, oh gosh. Should we transition to ambient podcasting to make this seem normal? <laughs> Should we? Just. No, we're doing great. This score was really interesting, 30 to 16, because that's 
You know, that's getting, that's not blowout territory. You think so, I man. And you think of like fourth and 26, and you think of Mike Vick, and you think Freddie Mitchell. Out of prison, and they were like, fine, because. Riley you know, Cooper. Uh, fight every N word here. Donovan McNabb. Fucking. Randall Cunningham. I was going to say Randall Cunningham. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Eagles have had a lot he, of black quarterbacks. The Eagles, the Eagles yeah. have had, like, the most black quarterbacks. Philadelphia, baby. I guess. <laughs> Brotherly love. They love brothers. They got Randall Cunningham, Donovan McNabb, Mike Vick, now Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. That's four black quarterbacks. Can any other franchise claim to have rostered and started four black quarterbacks? Ooh. Good question. Um, let's see. Minnesota Vikings had Warren Moon. Dante Culpepper. Randall Cunningham. Fuck. <laughs> the same one. <laughs> yeah. Didn't they and get Mike Donovan Vick. didn't they get Donovan McNabb at some point? <laughs> I feel like they did. They uh, might have? Yeah, didn't the Vikings get him like after Washington discarded no. him? Yeah? I thought he had a stint in Minnesota. Yeah, I thought he had like one. I don't think he even ended up playing us. Teddy I think Bridgewater. he got. I think he got injured. And Teddy Bridge. Fucking Min- Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> this score was really interesting because for most of it, you felt like you were blowing him out handedly. Slow and, out. And then slow out. It was, and then it got close at the end. But then somehow we ended up with a score of thirty to sixteen, which felt much more comfortable than. Uh, then the game like was at the end, but it actually second, reflected. We forgot we weren't the Bears, and then we remembered we weren't the Bears. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, we're not the Bears. That's true. That's that's exactly how that worked. Aaron Jones was like, yes, I have a 77-yard run available right here. Yes. Do, should we use that? Call that play, Matt LaFleur. He's like, hey, guys, my limit break bar is fucking filled up over here. <laughs> yes. Love the Final Love Fantasy Seven references. Just cram those in. Yeah, there was nothing cheap about that run, too. It, like, there's nothing that felt like we snuck that run in or that, like, just happened somehow. That was full effort by our entire team in that yeah, last part. It was a team run of... like you don't see. It was a team run, and it was a crazy individual effort by Aaron Jones. There were three laterals on that play, right? Where other guys got the ball for a while and carried it like... Spiritual. Yeah, we lateraled it to MVS and MVS carried it for 20 yards and then he lateraled to Bakhtiari who lateraled to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers quickly gave it back to Aaron Jones who ran the rest of the 50 yards and it was great. I mean, yeah, that like... In my mind... Matt LaFleur said, you know, like that is... A quintessential team play, and it is like it. it, it Did he use the, the word Philadelphia, quintessential? He didn't say any of that. He, didn't, <laughs> <laughs> no, he was talking about MVS. He was like, you know, that was a guy we tried to dial up some targets for him and couldn't really get anything going for him. But he was out there, and that's you know that's. Uh, you know, he said that's like the definition of team. Listen, man, like I said five targets for MVS because he would drop two of them. Yeah, he dropped all of them. I don't want to talk about that right now. Dude, I MBS, want to talk about where this team is. Will Fuller had a no, better chance of catching that dude. ball from the suspended list than MBS did. <laughs> that's that's great. He's going to have to make a play at some point, and you're going to hope that he does. 
Keep know. putting yeah, that energy into the Black Mountain. See where it gets you. The Black Mountain is planting seeds of doubt. Here's no, the. You gotta, here's, you gotta. You gotta talk. To no. Here's the, talk. here's. Here's. I still want to talk about where this team is. How this this team, team. This Philadelphia is not a strong, super strong st- opponent. Stop. You said it yourself. The MBS is gonna have to make a play for us at some point, and I'm gonna what hope that he does. Fuck? So you we're gonna talk about whether I he's was able on to. On a topic, and you totally took it off to another. Because standard. MBS is important. It's important that we acknowledge that MBS mm-hmm. sucks ass. And that he is bad, and we decided not to trade for someone, and we should have traded for someone, because this dude clearly cannot catch with any degree of consistency. Whether it happened or not, this is who you got. I thought we only specifically said we had to draft a guy. That's what Twitter says. No, we could have traded for somebody. Twitter says we could have traded for somebody. Check Twitter. Ask Twitter right now. Create a poll. Could, should we have traded for someone? Could we have traded for someone? Yes. Some- you could have. You absolutely could have traded Any for someone. fucking I, I wish we would have. responses saying, oh, but we should have drafted a guy in the SpongeBob fucking lettering. There's more than so one way to hard. skin a cat here. Of course we could have fucking drafted a guy. Of course we could have traded for a guy, but we didn't. And we have who we have. And MVS, whether you like it or not, that's our current third wide receiver. So our Maybe method of skinning fourth. this cat is to wait for the cat to skin itself and just assume that it'll happen. True. Look, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that it's good. I'm not saying that MVS is good. But I'm saying that right now, all you can do is trust him. Trust him. All you can do is you want can, him to be good. You can want him to be good, and you can. I don't want him. I don't want him to be bad, and I, the re, the point of of calling it out is so that there remains a degree of truth in the discussions about the team, and that we don't become numbed to the the flaws that we have because we need to stay sharp at this point, and so the idea that MBS is fine and coming along and these bumps happen is not good enough because at the end of the day if we are in a situation where we need this dude to make his play in a game that's going to decide whether we go to the super bowl or god forbid the super bowl itself like i i don't want to be i don't want to be caught in a position where I had faith in something that turned out to not be worthy of my my faith. Well, and it's a lot more easy to lay that faith into him thinking that he's just going to be a third option receiver that is not called upon regularly, but this is the NFL. Guys get hurt, and there's the next man up, Credo. We need to be able to count on him to be the next man up if he's really called upon to step into serious action. And right now, if something happens to either Lazard or, God forbid, Adams, and MBS is thrust into an important role down the stretch, that's terrifying. Yeah, I, Aaron Rodgers has said that he's a confidence guy, and my expectations for MBS right now are not super high. I don't have high expectations. I'm hoping that he will surpass him. Do I think he will surpass them? No. I think he's a confidence guy, though. And you know how many catches he's had since he had death threats? None. So that's not helping him. 
Shitting on him is not helping him. I, I don't think. I don't think. think anybody's advocating the death threats or even. Yeah, I don't no, think anyone's don't, advocating the death threats. But I think if, if you can, you take the death threat away from that. He was obviously understanding that he's being a shitty player right now. Yeah, but the thing is, he fucking checked Twitter after he fumbled the game away. What the fuck was he thinking? If that's actually gonna fuck with his ability to play, then that's that's an actual mistake. He's a human. <laughs> He's a fucking stupid human. If that's if that's gonna affect his job and it's gonna affect his ability to carry out the basic function of his job, which is to catch passes. Look, I. He, if he even if he is a confidence guy, he needs to fucking shine when the sun is hidden. He needs to show that he can create his own confidence. So, he, do you have this expectation for him? What what expectation? That he needs to shine when the when the sun is hidden. I need him to prove me wrong because until he proves me wrong, then saying that he's shitty is the right thing to say. And yes, he caught two touchdowns in a lopsided game in San Francisco. And he caught another one in Indianapolis that was a game-changing play before he blew the entire thing. I'm not going to coddle him just because we failed to do anything else. Just because he's all we have, I'm not going to coddle him. He's going to earn my respect by doing things like catching catching deep passes, for one, that are not, you know, wide open, easy walk into the catch catches. The contested catches like the ones he dropped on Sunday are the ones that I need him to catch so that I can maybe think twice before he talks shit. And also blocking downfield, that's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. And fucking maybe he needs to be our fucking gunner because we obviously need some help on special teams tackling. And maybe he has some fucking rage to take out. Yeah, I think you have some rage to take out, well, and that it. and that sucks. I need him to not listen to me. Also, like if if <laughs> if he listens to this podcast, quit fuck Mark Marquez, get the fuck off of this podcast <laughs> and go do so. Go fucking take a walk, mow the lawn, whatever. Go play some video games. Right, that's man hands drills, bitch. Oh man hands. Get a jugs machine. Sit in your garage, have your wife feed it balls, and catch them shits. Yeah. I just... It's a, it's a small thing. It really is. Like, you want to talk about bigger things with this team and, and, and what really matters, but I, I think, like... I think there is... Um, he's an important part of the offense. He's, he's not often called upon, but when he is, like there is glaring issues. And like, it's like our offense falls at a cliff. Once he falls off a cliff, once you get to MBS in the depth chart, it's yeah. just sad because he's got the weapons to be such a fucking weapon. If he got it together the rest of the way, he's got the speed to get downfield. He can get away from people. He can do some great stuff out there running around he just needs to complete the plays. And if he did, he could be excellent. And seeing him struggle with the fucking fine points of catching the goddamn football and holding on to it is maddening. Watch Javante Adams' second year. Yeah. Where he dropped. That's the thing. Like, Javante yeah. had the problems, too. And Devontae yeah. got through him. And Devontae has gotten better each year. Like, Devontae... Last year, me and you, Elliot, I think we're both very adamant that while he was damn good, 
we had problems putting him in the top five. Yeah. Yeah. So and I still and I still am a critic of Devontae even even still. Um, I don't know. Right now, I think it's real hard not to give Devontae at least top three credit. Oh, and I and I I actually agree with that. But the, here's the thing: he's earned it from me. These yeah. mo- these other motherfuckers were saying he's the best receiver in the league last year. What is he now? The negative second best receiver? Like, did he move up the list? <laughs> yeah, he clearly has improved. And if you think that he was number one, number two, number three last year, you. I mean, or even top ten, like honestly, he he has made an, a tremendous, a tremendous jump this year, where yeah, he, he is he is do, he is dominating in terms of of usage and effectiveness. Whereas before, I think like his effectiveness and usage were a bit caught in like a supply demand rate, where like the more he was used, the more defenses kind of came around to him and and figured out you know how to put him in tough spots. But now he's yeah, like, he's able to get 10 catches a game and there's nothing you can do. Tough spots. Now we're in the craziest position where he sees the tough spots. He takes the tough spots and he fucking goes up and high points the ball and he catches the shit out of it. And he wins the tough, you know, it's coming, you know who it's going to. It's going into the end zone and he's still going to get it over whoever the fuck you put on him. He's, yeah, Devontae Adams has this special ability to catch balls through guys. Yes, I, I, that's his superpower. Yeah, is like he catches, he catches superpower. He catches balls that like you would, you, they would look like drops if he dropped them, mm-hmm. but like they're coming at obscene angles, like where it totally looks like, like they should guys, be deflected. Armpits somehow. Yeah. Where Aaron Rodgers tucks it into the folds of a opposing DB. Right. Um, like the play from the one-yard line was a classic example of a Devontae super catch. Where like, yes, that ball got to him cleanly, but holy shit, how was it, how was it ever going to get to him cleanly? Yeah. Um, Devontae has played so well this year, and he has cut out the drops. Mm-hmm. Particularly the meaningful drops. So what I originally wanted to say about this team, and I like tying it in with Devontae Adams. If you look at a guy in his second year and a guy that's consistently grown, who has continued to exceed expectations that you've had of him, that's what we said we needed from this team. Like, Philadelphia themselves isn't a test, but there's tests that you can find in it. We stopped their run game. For all intents and purposes, I don't know how much they actually ended up with, but it did not kill us. Carson Wentz, we benched his ass for the rest of the year. (laughs) You know, like, our defense had some shit to prove. Darnell Savage, that interception, you have not seen an interception like that since Charles Wilson. Micah Hyde. So Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde never had anything like that with the lateral ability. But Micah had... Like Mike, Micah Hyde, <laughs> which this is like the opposite. <laughs> I brought up Micah Hyde before, and so we had tests, and we had like even this offense faced a little test at the end. Like Aaron Rodgers has been fucking winning this game, winning this game, four hundredth touchdown. And it's like at some point he started to run out of gas. Yeah, and then Aaron Jones just snaps one off. 
Yeah, there was there was there was a certain team feel good teaminess to this to this win that was like we all picked each other up when it mattered and like we got we got out of it together and it was real like wholesome episode in the middle of the season type of mm-hmm. showing and uh, that's great. And uh, that's that, what we need, dude. Fucking okay, so 2010 Super Bowl team, Donald Driver. Mm-hmm. That's a guy that you win a championship for. Charles Woodson. That's a guy you win a championship for. I was mm-hmm. just thinking, who do we have like that on our team? Who do you want to win a championship for? I think I think and the only answer. <laughs> well, we had talk, talked about the offensive line, right? Like David Bakhtiari and Corey Lindsley. Mm-hmm. But I also think I think Aaron Rodgers still qualifies. Because you win it for Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. It's time to win one for fucking Aaron Rodgers now. Let Aaron Rodgers get you there, but you know what? Get that fucking guy's back. That mm-hmm. guy's been carrying this team for the last decade. This team owes him a second ring at least. Yeah. Yeah, good God. I how nice would it be to win forty five and fifty five? And like, yeah, we can talk about how shitty those ten years of <laughs> being close but not close enough were. Um but that would be a nice little bookend. Forty five and fifty five. I'd love it. I love it. And then 56 and 57. And then Vikings fans can make fun of us for only winning two Super Bowls with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and that will be a slightly better day. So that's where our team is at. That's where our offense that's is where, at. We at. talked a little bit about defense, but I think you had said when referring to the defense, like you see this as like a pretty big building, pretty significant building block. Mm-hmm. Um, like in – I was very critical of this defense when we lost to Minnesota because it seemed like we, I mean, we Sucked. it didn't seem like we let Dalvin Cook just run and run and run until we lost the game. Mm-hmm. And that was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And that and we should have been embarrassed. And I had every right to be angry about it. We needed to get embarrassed. And I think that might be true like because we weren't playing at that we were playing at the level that was a little embarrassing and we were getting away with it Mm -hmm. so we needed to not get away with it and the defense you know we talked about is it improving is it over last year is it better than last year are we not as good as last year andrew what is your take are we as good as we were last year at this time on defense or no i mean like i said I don't think the soul is there to where it was last year. You don't think the soul is there? The soul. I don't think they're playing enough with their hearts and their give-a-fucks, as I am prone to saying. The defense, I mean, they've shown the glimpses. When they're playing at their peak, they can be every bit as good as they were last year, absolutely. So who specifically do you see, like, lacking energy... Or that, or as you like to call it, give a fucks on defense. I need them all to be in concert and in unison, showing give a fucks at the same time. Like it's too much one guy, one unit, one thing at a time that's going really well. I need to see more of this team coming together and playing complete games. A complete game would be nice because I don't think we've really seen a complete game from nope. this defense where you could say this was the defense's mm-hmm. game. Not once. 
there's been moments, there's been quarters, there's been halves even where you were like, oh, the defense showed the fuck up. But there has not been one game where you were like, oh, the Packers' defense was serious this game all game. And we've got four weeks to get there, and we need to get there. And I think we can. I hope we can. We've got the guys. They just need to, I mean, what we heard about the little locker room or going to the coaches with the spat saying we need to fucking be able to rush more, especially at the end. That's fantastic. That's exactly what we wanted to hear. I think we've talked on the podcast more. Yeah, we talked that we said that on the podcast. They need to have have a meeting. meeting. Mm -hmm. They might need more meetings in the future. Shit, I don't know. True. (laughs) But, I mean, it's trending in the right direction. I, I will say that, definitely. It's getting better a little bit each week. Preston is looking less and less like a slouch. If he can get it in fucking gear, if Z can ride with him, and the outsides get stronger, Jair's looking great. The safeties are doing their job. King needs to fucking step it up just a little bit. I think the safety play has been really good. Absolutely. I think Amos yeah. is playing his best, like quietly yeah. is playing his best. Yep. And uh, Savage is obviously playing. Savage is loudly playing his best. But you saw, I saw this uh, clip. I think it was uh, Ross Uglum tweeted uh, the video of Amos defending the read option, yeah. and and he it was like a six to seven yard gain, mm-hmm. but he did the absolute fucking best he could out on an island. And we've seen Amos make a number of solid plays like that. That's a quiet leader versus darnell savage most beautiful interception we've seen since charles woodson very mm-hmm. loud um coming through so that that type of play inspires me because the big question here is like is this defense good enough to be a super bowl winning defense to be the defense of the super bowl champion so i want to say first of all to andrew's point of last year's defense having this soul i th- like I think last year's defense had hype. Last year's defense had this new, fresh energy. But when you talk about soul, soul is something that comes through experience. Soul comes through through life's ups and downs. Soul comes Emphasis through. Emphasis there on the downs. On the downs, yes. And we've, like, hey, we've actually had our fucking downs now. Mm-hmm. Preston has had his down. It's it's not it's not just you know Preston coming into a new place and like oh I'm the shit now he he had to you know see someone actually coming up to take his job a year after he got it in Mm -hmm. Rashawn Gary which is what you want to see and now that competition is driving him I think Preston hasn't been able to prove that he has downgraded as a player yet because I think you're starting to see him come back to where he was and I think he still as a young guy still has a chance to surpass that if you talk about peak years he's what 27 28 28 28 he's in he's entering peak years right these are your peak years so he's he's entering that spot I think Blake Martinez, you knew what you had with him. You had someone solid. You had someone who was going to get 14 tackles a, a game that, yeah, unfortunately were three yards back of where you wanted him. And I think our linebacker play has not been maybe as consistent or as, like, sound 
and it's solid. There's been more mistakes, but there's also been more splash plays. Is good defense a mindset? And if it is, I think we are coming around to it from where we were. Like I said, we needed to get embarrassed in Minnesota. I think that was important. I think that was a good reminder. Like, hey, don't fucking let this happen again. I mean, our defense, our team, whole team ethos is fucking not going to work more than we have to. I feel like I feel like that is a flaw of this team. They're like, we got three scores. I think that's changing. I feel like I've seen a change in effort over the last few weeks since Minnesota. I don't think I don't you've know, seen because anything. Because in the beginning of the year, we were blowing out people a lot more than we are now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, no, I mean, we just blew out the Bears. Yeah, 41 yeah. to two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was also forty-one to ten. That game's over. There's right. That's our whole. That's our whole so problem. And so, all right, you want to talk about an improved defense? Chris Collinsworth said that this this defense was built for shootouts. You know who the most important player on your defense is when you're built for shootouts? Your quarterback. Your quarterback. <laughs> and our quarterback is better. So there you go. I did know that. Yeah. This team is better than last year's team. But hold up, hold up. I think I think the whole the whole conversation that we're having here is kind of brought to a new level because last year we maybe were in this similar position and a lot more complacent, a lot more content uh, because we hadn't been hit by the 49ers in January yet. <laughs> yeah. And I think that game is kind of what's driving this conversation. Yeah. I think this whole conversation because we're nine and three. I bet if you listen to our podcast last year, it was like we're fucking nine and three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exceeding expectations. Right, which which is great, <laughs> but like understanding that like all it took to dismantle us was a sound commitment to the run, <laughs> and that's all it took. And so you you're you're aware of more factors. I think like. We had what was a team on the cusp of Super Bowl worthiness last year. And they had this really glaring flaw that got exposed then, got re-exposed earlier in this year by Dalvin Cook. (laughs) And we're kind of more on edge. And I think, listen, if it's not enough, if we end up getting to the playoffs and getting shredded by Alvin Kamara or something – with, yeah, we're, we're you, your your hands are tied, but at least now we're aware of it and we're looking out for it and we're trying to talk about this teams in terms of does it have that extra gear to make sure that that can't happen or something like mm-hmm. that can't mm-hmm. happen. Last year we were a worse offense, right? I don't think anybody would disagree with that. No, I wouldn't disagree with that. And talent wise, we were. Very similar defensively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But our defense played their fucking asses off and forced people to say things like, we have a defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they showed the fuck up because they had to because our offense wasn't as good. So the scary thing is... Another thing is no juggernauts are emerging in the NFC. Um, no. Like... I, I don't think there's a team out there as good as the 49ers were last year, particularly a defense out there like the 49ers mm-hmm. were last year. No. And with that being said, 
that kind of is a that's I all I'm seeing there is like smooth pavement. You know, there's a path for us that's right there. Mm-hmm. You know, the the only team ahead of us in the NFC is New Orleans, and we beat we them. Do? That's like our win. That's our win. Is that New Orleans win? So I guess we should maybe talk about the Lions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, this isn't funny, man. Like you can't just laugh off the Lions. Oh, but, like... but you can. Ugh, but no. you can't. Listen, you want to know what happened last year with the Lions? We led them for zero seconds and beat them twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, like that's not what you're looking for to build confidence. And then we blew team. them out. Well, yeah, I know, I know, I know. So what are you looking for? What are you looking for from this game? I you have to continue to build a championship team. You have to continue to build week in and week out. You have to continue to build your championship team. So does that have, does does this Lions team even apply? I mean, they're so antithetical to a championship team. It's almost like we shouldn't look at them they so the we don't get confused. Yeah, they just beat the Bears, man. <laughs> Matt Stafford. This is the last game that you can lose that doesn't fucking matter at all if you lose. You know what? This is a good. It's still a good test for our secondary. Our our secondary is the strongest part of our defense. They are not the strongest secondary in the league. I mean, I'm hoping at this point we're in dogged pursuit of the one seed, and we know that it's coming down to like the moment New Orleans slips up, we're slipping in, and yep. and we have to be sharp as shit until then. And mm-hmm. we like Aaron Rodgers has to fucking he's Aaron Rodgers is making an MVP case. Yeah. Right, and that's a real thing. Like it's yeah. it's not the the thing, but like yeah, he wants that fucking MVP. He yeah. wants to beat Absolutely. out Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah, one Absolutely. fucking time for the road with no with no receivers, with Devontae Adams. Yeah, Devontae, Devontae Ad- Adams with the best receiver in the game and no other receivers. Yeah. Um, I mean, you wanna you wanna see those things? You wanna see Aaron Rodgers? continue to build the stats you want to see us get the win and continue to pursue but the things you really want to see out of this game because it's the easiest time you have to test things is you want to get mbs involved you want to see him get five or six attempts you want to see him get some catches you want to see positive momentum out of those weak groups you want to see the defense being able to stop the run a little bit you want to throw some things that you might not in other games to build some guys' confidence, to build this team going forward in ways that you can't do in a game that are against not pieces of shit opponents. (laughs) This is is your MVS get right game. What if MVS comes out and... Nine catches. Nine catches, 163 yards, three touchdowns. (laughs) Okay, all right. I feel like this that would be too much for MBS to handle. I feel like he would be like that would that would He'd be like, I'm the number one receiver now. Bipolar. <laughs> yeah. Going manic. Go manic, yeah. Uh hopefully not. So also, yeah, maybe next, leave him as health out of this game. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can we win the Super Bowl if Aaron Rodgers breaks a leg? No. Um Tim Boyle, yes. but also Jordan Love. Wait, are you saying that Aaron Rodgers breaks a leg and doesn't play? Or he breaks a leg and continues <laughs> to play? Doesn't play. I think if he... Okay, well then no. Yeah, no. You don't think Tim not. Boyle can Nick Foles it? 
No, hell no. What's the difference between no. Tim Boyle and Nick the, Foles? The difference between Nick Foles is Nick Foles didn't Aaron Rodgers it, and we need Aaron Rodgers to be this Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> you can't win a Super Bowl for Aaron Rodgers if Aaron Rodgers isn't winning it for you. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like that's kind of saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah. Like, win it for Aaron. <laughs> for us. I mean, isn't that the only way you can just win it for Aaron? Yeah. Right? Exactly. The other way around, Dude, Jordan Love is going to win us this Super Bowl. <laughs> And it's gonna be the greatest shit. He's gonna outduel uh, right Ben now, Roethlisberger, <laughs> the way that Aaron Rodgers did as a young young quarterback. <laughs> Stoked, ready for it. Do we need to be worried about J.K. Scott? Oh nope. no, no. I mean, who was it? Uh, Bukowski was fucking tweeting that maybe J.K. Scott was the worst decision of. That's so stupid, dude. Like, is that fucking insane to anybody else? That's insane, dude. Like, how many draft picks have we cut? Right. Like, Oren Burks is still a thing. (laughs) Oren Burks gave up that touchdown, too. Just as much as J.K. Scott did. Yeah. Only having that discussion because he missed a tackle. I mean, he missed. J.K. Scott to make a tackle, 11 people have already failed. Ten, but One yeah. Being the special teams coordinator. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's oh, a technicality, you fucking shim shimmer. Shim shimmer, um, Dude, uh, J.K. Yeah. Scott is not going to miss another game. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, it's going to be the NFC <laughs> championship game, Deshaun yeah. Jackson-esque moment. Yeah, and J.K. Scott is going to make the tackle at the, at the seven-yard line. <laughs> Hold him to a field goal. Aaron Rodgers gets one. It's gonna no, be there'll, there'll be like zero that. seconds on the clock. I'm telling you, dude. Like, that's. I think Matt Lafleur has got this team. Like I that. yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about J.K. Scott until he does something, like in the like in the playoffs. If he misses a tackle, I'm gonna be like, you had fucking two reps. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, if he I'll does it real again, mad. If he does it again, so goes the team. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. Thing. Yeah. Exactly. Like you gotta that at that point you're like yeah, Matt Lafleur. But also, Matt I mean, his punting's <laughs> been shit. But that's a you know yeah, we don't we're, we don't design our offense around punting, so it's not. So this is Green Bay. We haven't had a good punter since fucking Craig Hendrick. John Bid Josh Bidwell would like a word. <laughs> No, Timmy Matchday won us the Jets game, hands down. He did. We won a game because of our punting in that game. Nine zero. We fucking crush him. Oh well, maybe that's what that's what this Lions game needs to be. It needs to be J.K. Scott's get right game. Well, yeah, it's a J.K. Scott get right. J.K. Game. J.K. Scott's gonna force a fumble. MVS get right. Game. <laughs> force and recover. Yes. This is your Kamal Martin breakout game. Like that that's mm. that's what you that's what you need. You need that shit. Fucking Jay game. Sternberger at two catches for thirty nine yards. Like yeah. 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 You see what I'm talking about? You know what else isn't real? The illusion of the darkness in the middle of the night. It is merely the manifestation of patience as we wait for the coming. Oh, I thought you were queuing up Daybreak. That's why I was saying this whole thing. Can you no, fucking get there, please? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Of the new morn, which is nigh, 
as we see the clouds lighten and daybreak. Yo, baby, woke. Approacheth. Thank you for listening to Packer Force Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot, still joined by Peter Sill, my Andrew Sill. They're both my brothers, and we're all related, and that's one of the themes of this podcast is brotherhood. So I hope you have a good rest of your day, and thank you for listening. And R. I don't. I hope your day sucks. R.I.P. To five of Andrew's fucking teeth. <laughs>